0: A young girl has licensed the ownership of a unicorn if she can find one. Parents have filed a lawsuit saying their kids are addicted to a video game. And scientists have designed a vagina on a chip. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. The only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian that can barely read. Wee. A girl licensed to own a unicorn, but only if she finds one. A girl named Madeline in California has a very vivid imagination and a remarkable awareness of how bureaucracy can dash someone's dreams. Well, Madeline got her wish when she asked Los Angeles animal control authorities for a license to own a unicorn if she's able to find one. The first-of-its-kind permit, a unicorn permit, came with some strings attached, however. This mythical creature must be provided ample exposure to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows, and also have its horn polished at least once a month with a very soft cloth. The director of the County Department of Animal Care and Control sent Madeline a heart-shaped rose-colored metal tag with, quote, Permanent unicorn license emblazoned on it, along with a white fuzzy unicorn doll with pink ears, purple hooves, and a silver horn. The department's response came after the girl wrote a brief letter last month. The letter read, Dear L.A. County, I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one. Well, uh, the Department of Animal Care and Control Director, commended Madeline for her, quote, sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance and for thoughtfully considering the requirements of providing a loving home to animals as well. The agency posted images of this correspondence and the unicorn license, and they also posted a, a photo of the stuffed toy on its social media accounts. In five, It's five conditions for unicorn ownership also require that any sparkles or glitter sprinkled on the animal be non-toxic and biodegradable and that it be fed watermelon at least once a month. Wait a minute. How do they know that unicorns like watermelon? Does everybody know that? I was unaware of what unicorns eat. I'm curious as to whether she can bring it on a plane. Does she have to get an additional emotional support unicorn license to then bring it on a plane? Anyone have answers to this question? Well, of course, this is a very playful response from the Department of Animal Care and Control in Los Angeles. I'm quite surprised that they actually have this great sense of humor and they you know, amused this young girl with their response, actually responding to the request and giving her permission and even a license. This is cute. I like stuff like this. And it encourages young people to write letters to your government. Why not? Let's see what other things we can get. You know, get the government moving. It would be nice if they solved some real problems out there instead of... You know, I like that they're granting her a unicorn license, but I have some bigger issues with government I'd like them to address. This also gives me hope that perhaps I could get a license for a satyr. I've always wanted to own a satyr, you know, a half man, half goat. I think that'd be a nice sidekick for me in life. I'd imagine bringing the satyr on stage with me when I'm doing my comedy shows. And the satyr could help me sell my merch after the shows as well. Uh, Of course, I gotta find a satyr first, but, you know, it's just, it's keeping my dream alive, and I like that. Do you guys have a a fictional, mythical creature you would like to register? Well, just write a letter to your local government. Some parents have filed a lawsuit saying that their kids are addicted to the video game Fortnite. Well, this sounds like an. An incident where the parents are shifting the responsibility over to a video game company instead of doing that thing called parenting. But let's keep reading and find out what's going on here. A lawsuit has been filed in Canada by some parents who say their kids are addicted to the video game Fortnite. No doubt they are addicted. From what I hear, it's a very addictive game. Many video games are. Uh, Now we have a Canadian Supreme Court judge who authorized the filing of this lawsuit by Quebec parents against Fortnite's manufacturer, Epic Games. The parents say their kids are so addicted that they don't take care of regular everyday hygiene, such as showering. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And I mean, it would just be way too hard to take away the game and make them clean themselves. I mean, that's just asking a lot from parents, right? Isn't it? (laughs) Now, it says here, some kids are so dependent on Fortnite, they've stopped eating. Oh my goodness, they've stopped eating and sleeping, according to the media. Um, And you must get the government involved when your child won't eat. I mean, what else can you do? You know, you can't really force your kid to eat, right, guys? You have to call the police. (laughs) It says here, the court concludes there is a serious issue to be argued, supported by sufficient and specific allegations as to the existence of risks or even dangers arising from the use of this video game Fortnite. (laughs) This is a serious issue to be argued. Yeah, I think there's an even more serious issue to be argued, and that is the government shouldn't be involved in the parenting of your nuclear family. And uh, the other serious issue is you should be a parent if you've decided to be a parent. You know, you bought the ticket. Take the ride, guys. What did you think? The kids were going to just parent themselves? (laughs) Are you dim upstairs? We have an attorney from the firm that brought the lawsuit. Um, They equated the games maker Epic Games to a tobacco manufacturer. (laughs) Oh, they... Yeah, it's like a tobacco manufacturer. This game is injecting poison into our child's veins. They say they have a legal responsibility that's basically the same as tobacco manufacturers. Okay, that's a bit of a stretch in my opinion. Uh, Last I checked, playing a video game is is pretty voluntary and it doesn't cause cancer in your lung area. (laughs) Um, They... Somebody echoed the comparison of video game and tobacco addictions, saying, the harmful effect of tobacco was not recognized or admitted overnight either. However, the court didn't agree with the parents' claim. Okay, the court didn't agree with the parents' claim that Epic Games deliberately made Fortnite addictive. Yeah, I mean, come on. They're just trying to make, like, the most fun product possible. That's what a video game manufacturer is paid to do. Are you okay? Here's a quote from the court. We find there is no evidence for these allegations of the deliberate creation of an addictive video game. This does not exclude the possibility that the game is in fact addictive and that its designer and distributor are presumed to know this. Of course, Epic Games denied the validity of the lawsuit in a statement obtained by the media, as they should. Here's a quote from Epic Games. We plan to fight this in court. We believe the evidence will show that this case is absolutely meritless. It's meritless. I say it's without merit. I agree. I agree with the gaming company. They're just doing what they're supposed to do: make an awesome game, and it's so awesome, from what I hear. That you know, it's been the leader in sales for a number of years. No, I mean these lawsuits. uh, You can't let one go because then more are going to go. Next thing you know, the parents are suing the son because. Their child got a sunburn. (laughs) It's just like ridiculous. (sighs) Anything that allows the parents to get off the hook with parenting should not be pushed through the courts, in my opinion. But I'm not a parent. What do I know, guys? What do I know? I'm only a reasonable human being with a brain that works half the time, maybe you have a different opinion, and maybe you're a parent, please call the show and tell me what you think of this. 646-450-2012. Also, please be reminded that all of these technologies have implemented safeguards so that you can monitor your child's activity. In fact, these games let you know the amount of hours someone's been playing them in addition to other features. So there are ways where you can monitor behavior, but then you gotta do that big thing. I know it's hard, guys. It's called parenting. You know, you chose to have it, so get with it. Yay! Scientists have designed a vagina on a chip. It's the sound of vagina! I mean, science. (laughs) Okay, so we have Dr. Ingba. Yes, that's right, my name is Dr. Inga. Ingba, I mean. My name is Dr. Ingba. I make organs for a living. I like using flexible pieces of silicone carved with very tiny channels. I grow tissues that can mimic the complex physical interactions between cells and fluids, creating malleable three-dimensional models of various organs. That's right, I make organs. I'm Dr. (laughs) Ingba. Dr. Ingber is a bioengineer at Harvard University. Yes, Harvard. Oh, yes. Remember, remember when we wrote a crew at Harvard? Yes, Dr. Ingber was there designing very tiny vaginas on various things. Dr. Ingber has made more than 15 of these vagina chips. Oh, I'm sorry. They're organ chips. But they've, um, they simulate various parts of the body, like lungs, livers, intestines, and skin last month he added another organ to the list the vagina it's the vagina on a chip guys sounds delicious anyone bring the veggie dip i like veggie dip with my vagina chips (laughs) once you pop you can't stop guys hey i'm full of the bad jokes you want some more so anyways dr ingva designed a vagina on a chip made from vaginal cells that were donated by two women The model was grown inside of silicone rubber chips the size of a stick of gum, forming channels that were responsive to fluctuating estrogen levels and bacteria. The vagina chip successfully mimicked key features of the vaginal microbiome, or uh, rather, the microbiome. There's a lot of scientific words in here, guys. I don't know how to say them. I'm just doing the best I can. Uh, They've also mimicked the swarming communities of bacteria that play a very crucial role in the vagina's health. The vagina chip is more realistic than other laboratory models of the vagina. Dr. Ingber says, Well, this vagina walks, talks, quacks like a human vagina. (laughs) So exciting. The doctor and other researchers are very optimistic that this tool could offer a better way to test treatments for bacterial vaginosis an infection of harmful, harmful microbes in the vagina, which affect an estimated 30% of women every year. Ah, poor women with the bacterial vaginosis. Uh, that reminds me of a horrible joke I once heard. Um, a lady goes to the doctor and the doctor says, after a thorough investigation, Mrs. Moore, I have found that you have acute vaginitis. She says, thank you. All right, that was the last of the bad jokes in this segment. <laughs> I promise you that. Here's another quote for, from a different doctor. Uh, This doctor is a gynecologist, the doctor says, well, this is a very great development, this system, Uh, you know, um, to be able to study the vaginal microbiome. This is something very cool, and because of safety concerns, it's difficult for researchers like myself to test new treatments for patients um, with recurring infections like this, so this makes our job a little easier. Now, it says here it's not difficult to find women willing to donate vaginal samples. Um, That's good to know, so... And they say this study was founded by the Gates Foundation, used to make vagin chip, vagina chips. All right, I don't know where to take this story. It's very long and scientific. It talks about bacterial vaginosis, typically being treated by antibiotics. See, I thought they were going to, instead of use this to learn how to treat bacterial vaginosis, they were going to make a sex toy out of it. <laughs> I thought that, I thought that would happen. I thought they'd make a sex toy out of it. Come on, man. They always take technology and they turn it into porn or sex toys. It just seems to be the first place they go with it. So they're actually going to use this for health reasons and to help women out. So I think that's a better way to spend the money, to be honest. But I still would like to see uh, like a realistic vagina. In, you, you could buy one at the sex shop. You know, Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, they make those fleshlights, I think they call them, right? And it's supposed to feel like a vagina, but I can't imagine that it does. I don't know. I never tried one. I'm not against it. If you want to send me one for Christmas, I'll give you my address. But, you know, also you have uh, trans people that are having vaginas installed. So I'd imagine they can use this technology to help that as well, to make a more accurate vagina. Because I, I don't know how those end up being, but I'd imagine they don't have all the qualities of a you know a biological vagina that was that was grown from scratch is any of this making sense <laughs> no jonesy you're not making any sense at all you really screwed up this segment bro yeah well you know we're we're two for three on this episode guys you're going to have to bear with me sometime <laughs> i'm traveling man come on
1: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter
0: Thank you for being present for this another episode of Xavier AF News. Uh, I want to thank everybody who reached out to me over the weekend. And I want to give a shout out to some weirdos that uh, came to my comedy show in Dallas. I uh, had a weekend of shows and over that weekend I got to meet some amazing listeners like Roman and Walker and Rebecca and Glenn <clears throat> and it was that was just amazing i was very touched that uh people people would uh well uh, rebecca and glenn made nearly a four-hour drive to come see the show so i was i was uh you know very flattered and humbled by that so i uh, appreciate that and uh, we'll be doing more and more shows across the land i'll keep you guys posted and uh, it's always nice to meet listeners w- when i do that so yeah looking forward to more of that Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the Florida Friday story. I thought it was a nice episode. Uh, And uh, what else? What else? Oh, if you would like to support the show, uh, please subscribe and like it or give it some stars. That would be pretty cool. Maybe tell a friend if you happen to have a friend. (laughs) And uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so by going to weirdafnews.com where you can buy Jonesy a coffee off the website. Yes, buy me a coffee. Uh, Or you can join the Patreon, which is like buying me a cup of coffee every month. And that's super supportive. And um, I'd be much much appreciative if you uh, consider that as well. If you want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. I'm going to publish some calls at the end of this. Shout out to Michael from Iowa City and Skeeter from Florida. So that will be fun. And uh, my email is funnyjones at gmail.com. Okay, that was a lot of information. I apologize. So we'll we'll see you tomorrow.
1: Hey, Jonesy, this is Michael calling from Iowa City. Hello, fellow weirdos. Remember, the Thanks for Giving campaign continues on. I don't know how long we'll keep it going, but we'll keep it going. We'll keep it going, and we'll have Jonesy keeping track of those numbers. Remember, if you join the Patreon, I'm matching uh, all of your donations. I'll give $5. And for every cup of coffee purchased for Jonesy, I'm matching that with $2 donation. And every person who gives a monetary to donation to Jonesy through the PayPal, I'm donating $2 for that as well. So please consider making um, some sort of a donation to Jonesy at this point in time. We all love and appreciate him and the hard work he puts in on keeping this daily podcast going. So I just want us all to think about how much we enjoy the podcast. And I feel that we should reward Jonesy for his hard work that he puts in creating this. It's a creative endeavor. Uh, It's an outlet for him as well um, for his uh, comedy. And uh, I know that he doesn't make a lot of money off of this, but hey, your donation to this podcast is really a donation to yourself because it's something that you get back as uh, a reward to yourself. You get levity and humor. And at the same time, you're helping Jonesy bring this to us. There are costs involved for equipment and for storage in the uh, the website and then in the cloud for holding all of these Uh, podcasts through time, and I really just appreciate his hard work, and I want everyone else to think about that, too. And if this has value, if this podcast has meaning and value to you, then please consider making a donation. All right, everyone, thanks for listening, and good luck with your life, man.
2: Hey, John, good. This here is Peter Cohen from Jacksonville, Florida, the largest city in these here contagious 48 states of the United States of America. I was listening to yesterday's podcast, and you said something about you could get your uh, Kanye West tattoos removed for free from someplace over in England. But anyway, you specifically said you could get your horrible Kanye West tattoo Removed for free. Well, that's that's just kind of redundant, not I mean, all Kanye West tattoos are horrible. I, I I mean that's just like saying a horrible Hitler tattoo. All Hitler tattoos are horrible, just like all Kanye West tattoos are horrible. So I mean I, I get what you're saying, there, Jonesy. It's uh, I, I mean it's redundant. It's the same thing. They're all horrible. So anyway, you are saying this place over in England that does it is some place called. Nambla, and you didn't understand what that designation was, that, those abbreviated letters. Well, that's just a quick Google search there, Jonesy. So I, 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 Googled it for you, and it's like, it stands for North American Man Boy Love Association. And, I mean, that's means that wants to have sex with little boys. I, I don't get that. I, I, why would that place be offering tattoo removal? Well, it, and then you said something about it at the very end of it, about uh, your, your podcast about you had Kevin Spacey's tattoo that you wanted to get removed, the tramp stamp. Well, I mean, I, I didn't know you you uh, felt like he was your your icon or, or you worshipped him or something, that you'd want to put that on your body. I mean, that's between you and, and God above. But, I mean, I, I say, don't do that that's crazy thing because Kevin Spacey was found innocent of that most recent charges. So, I mean... I, I i don't understand what you're trying to do there but if you want to get that tattoo removed that's up to you and god above but you're saying that a person can do whatever they want to with their life and i mean do luck with your life man on that kind of thing but uh i mean i find that you know repugnant uh but uh, i mean he, he was found innocent but uh, that's up to you, and I would think that that Nambla place with doing tattoo removal might find it wrong if you want to remove Kevin Spacey, because he was found innocent. But, um I-, I mean, I guess they might do that for free if you wanted to get that done. But he was found innocent, so I-, I don't know. I don't understand that one. Don't do that. That's up to you. But uh, good luck with your life, man.